Let's get it, let's get it, let's get right to it. Let's keep this intro short, man. Combos court mock draft time. Let's get to the mock, man. Combination, what up, what up, what up, everyone? Welcome to episode 272 of Combos Court, and I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. Also, man, share this episode. Share with a friend, social media. Share it on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Share it on your Instagram stories and tag me on IG at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. As you already know, today's show is the 2021 Combos Court NBA Mock Draft, where we go through picks 1-14 to with the tremendously knowledgeable Derek Murray, NBA draft writer for Basketball News. You could find Derek on Twitter at D Murray NBA. That's D M U R R A Y N B A. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. NBA draft writer for basketball news. Welcome back to Combos Court. Welcome to the 2021 Combos Court NBA mock draft where we'll be going through uh, 1 through 14. But Derek, man, how are you feeling today? I'm good, man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, finally, draft month is here. So it's done at least being somewhat hypothetical. We got a draft order. We got a lottery order. And uh, I'm excited. So thanks for thinking of me. Oh, for sure. Anytime you're always welcome on the show. So you've seen a lot of prospects in person now. So is there a guy, before we get started, I really wanted to ask you this, that has really impressed you in person that maybe you didn't see something on the tape that has really risen on your boards lately? I think, you know, the tape on James Book Knight was special, uh, at least as a score. You knew he could get downhill. You knew he had great athleticism and good size. But seeing him in that gym, uh, Matt and I went down to Miami, were able to watch him do a workout. And that kid is special. He's a really, really good athlete, easy athlete. It all comes natural to him. And, you know, personality-wise, He's got a little bit of that edge to him. Really, really tough competitor. Uh, New York City, Derek, New York City. Exactly. He's got that New York, that attitude, that competitive, uh, competitiveness, that toughness. And uh, he's out for blood when he straps the shoes on. So uh, I came away from that workout pretty impressed. So, yeah, he's been impressive. I think he might have been an underrated athlete before that pro day, right? Yeah, like people who had seen him in person, they knew what kind of athlete he was. Again, very, very quick getting downhill. First step was powerful. And then leaping off of one or two feet, you know, gets great verticality at the rim. Uh, But again, seeing him in the combine, I think a lot of the executives getting up close to him really helped his stock. But if you watch the tape, it's been there all year. Most definitely. Is there, well, I guess it could be book night, but is there like a Pat Williams this year that's really going to rise up late? Like, I don't want to say top five because the top five is kind of solidified, even though the top five change, could be changing a little bit on some boards. But um, yeah, is there any like really late risers that you kind of remind you of Pat Williams from last year? Yeah, I think, you know, book night's probably the one that across most media outlets did have the biggest jump in the last couple weeks. Uh, I think 
eight is the lowest he was for us all season. I don't think we ever okay. dropped him below eight or nine. So like that's consistent with what we've had and believed. Uh, he's he's a riser. I think Scotty Barnes talk oh, definitely. from kind of that seven to ten, you're hearing more four to seven. And while that's not like a huge jump numbers wise, once you get in that top 10, any jump is significant. I think his name's buzzing a little bit more of that possible like four to six, even though it was kind of deemed some other guys for most of the year. Yeah, I think I'm going to surprise you where I draft Scotty Barnes, and I think he'll still be on the board. Oh, uh, I know, I know where you like Scotty Barnes. I, I read <laughs> your stuff. I know about it. <laughs> All right, Derek. So you know, let's let's get it started. Let's get it started with the first pick of the 2021 Combos Court NBA Mock Draft. Detroit is on the board, and it's your pick. You'll be going first. Yeah, I'm going to take Cunningham. Uh, you know, I at least entertain Evan Mobley. Uh, I, I think they at least have to have that conversation. But at the end of the day, uh, an initiator of his size, his passing ability, and somebody with as few holes in his game as you can poke, uh, I I think he's still comfortably the number one guy. Is there a weakness in his game? Because, you know, I always talk great about Cade Cunningham. We all talk great about Cade Cunningham. What would you say the weakness in his game would be? I think decision-making, he can get a little loose with the ball. Um, maybe like coast through the first half of games every once in a while. And, and, but what you love is that when he needed to turn it on in the second half, it looked easy for him. So I think just being loose with the ball in the first half of games, uh, a lot of it was him being aggressive, you know, his aggressive nature as a passer, he saw small windows and he would try to fit it in there. And again, it's not because he's lazy or, you know, lack of ability. Maybe it's just some decision-making, Hey, like let's, let's clean that up a little bit, but that's the only hole I think we can really poke in there right now. Most definitely. Number two, I'm up. Rockets are on the board. It's my pick. And I will go with Scotty Barnes. You know, there's definitely a case that he is not the best available player here. And I usually like to go with best available. You could definitely make that case for Green or Mobley. But I like the fit. I think I like the fit with Scotty, KPJ, and Christian Wood. I think if you took Mobley, there'd be some positional redundancy. And I think it's that case when it comes to Green and KPJ, if you want to move forward with KPJ. So I just like that mix. Um, Scotty Barnes could guard one through five. I know we throw that out a lot, but he can really guard one through five reliably. And he's just going to add so much to the Rockets' defense. He'll add so much to any team's defense. And I really like that mix of, you know, Woods really isn't in the timeline, but if they do decide to go Woods, KPJ, and Scotty Barnes, I really like that trio uh, going forward. So I'll go with Scotty Barnes at number two. I know it's outside-the-box pick. Any thoughts on that pick? Derek? Yeah. What uh, is it because you don't think that Christian Wood and Mobley can play right next to each other long term? Are you anticipating this as if you're the Rockets GM and Wood is your long term, long term guy? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. But, you know, there's an argument that could go against that saying that, you know, when the league goes small, we could go big with versatility. I wouldn't be mad at them taking Mobley and I could see it working. But I do think there's a lot of redundancy with those two guys. Would you agree? A little bit. What I, what their strengths is they're so mobile and they yeah. can play, like they're so versatile. I do imagine there are worlds where you can play them together. But again, I, I know you've been on the Barnes train since day one. <laughs> we've con- we've consistently have had him. I think six most of the year. I think that's where we still have him now. So there's also a lot of smoke about him going in that top five, like to your point early in the show, like there's smoke out there. A lot of, a lot of draft analysts hear that there are some teams in the top that like him or in some of these other guys, they believe similar to Pat Williams, you know, not the same player, but they see the size, the length, the movement and the overall versatility. And honestly, it wouldn't shock me if he jumped. 
Yeah. Do you think Houston would take him into consideration or that's kind of a stretch? It might. I think it would probably be a stretch, not because I think you're wrong in anything you're saying. I think the smoke around green there is real. Like yeah. there's a lot of like Jalen Green smoke there. What we're may have to suss out a little bit is, is that because they want Mobley and they're curious if someone uh, wants Green more or if they truly are like that in love with Jalen Green. Yeah. And there's green smoke for Detroit. Like I heard they really like green or is yeah. that, is that a real thing? Uh, I have not spoken with anybody in Detroit. Uh, at this point, I would throw up every smoke screen I had available uh, at my right. disposal if I'm a GM. So I would probably say I'm in love with every player at this point <laughs> if I had the number one pick. Again, right. I still think it's Cade. But again, Green's upside with that athleticism. Like there are worlds where he goes one or two and, hey, you, you shake your head and you go, okay, I see it. Most definitely. High potential. Cleveland is up. Derek, you're up. Yeah, this one's interesting. Again, I'd probably go green here if Mobley's gone. But in this scenario, if Mobley on the board, I'm still going to take him. I know he and Jared Allen next to each other. That's, again, that's a real discussion. They're probably going to pay Allen. A lot of people expect them to do that. But I think Mobley's upside with how big, long, athletic he is. I think he's a special defender, one of the best defenders we've seen in many years. I just have a hard time passing on him. It's more that than any not, – not that I don't like Jalen Green. It's I see Mobley's tools as the man. I'm tough to let those slip by me. And you're at a point with Mobley that you really don't care about fit at this point. Right. I see his tools. Yeah. I don't necessarily care about fit. I'm adding talent, whatever that means, and then we'll right. figure it out. <laughs> All right, so, you know, the Toronto Raptors are, are up. I'm up, and I'll definitely go with Jalen Green because I just think he's the best available player on the board. Um, super athletic, played really well in the G League bubble, I thought. Um, you know, he was saying that if he was playing in college, he could be the number one pick. I'm not mad at you, Jalen Green. You know, he, he is a special player. And, you know, there was that narrative around Suggs when he was really playing well in the NC2A tournament that he'd be one or two. I think he maybe dropped a little bit, not because of anything he'd done, just because of some of the hype of the other players. But I'm definitely going with Jalen Green here, just best available on the board. And Kyle Lowry, Kyle might be out soon. That'll be more reps for Green. So that's who I'll go with. I'll go with Jalen Green. And Orlando Magic are up at number five. Derek, who do you have? Yeah, this is a tricky one with their roster because even though they didn't have a great year, they are fairly, quote, deep, if you want to say that, at – you know, a couple of different positions. They are. I think. I yeah. think at this point, I just take the highest player ranked on my board. Um, you know, BPA, and I got, I'm going with Jalen Suggs. You know, I know they've got Cole Anthony, R.J. Hampton. You know, faults, but do you want to throw another guard in there? Maybe not necessarily, but again, his talent on the board. I I can't watch him go past me. Yeah, I think that's the right choice. OKC is on the board, and we talked about this guy a lot in the beginning of this show. I'm going with Book Knight, another guy. Uh, OKC is accumulating talent. I think he's the best player available. An amazing ISO score. Obviously, we see the athleticism at Pro Day. Um, he has the tools to be a good defender. Maybe not a great defender yet, but I think he could get better at that. Then he has that New York City attitude that I really love. So I'm going to go with OKC. I'm going to go with Book Knight with OKC at number six. Number seven, Golden State. Who knows if they'll really be drafting here, but uh, who do you have, Derek? <laughs> Yeah, this one with these players available, this gets interesting. I, you know, really hoping for book night, book night here, but I love that pick in Oklahoma City. The guy was not going to take the ball out of Shea's hands too much. Right. Uh, right. I think, at the, I think at this point, I'm going to take the young, physically gifted guy with some upside as a, as a point forward type guy. And I'm going to go with Jonathan Kaminga. I uh, got to okay. see him, got to see him down in 
uh, Orlando with Matt was a pleasure to speak with um, impressive physical profile. I mean, he, he's tall, he's long, he's in tremendous shape. Uh, again, a, a guy that's as strong as can be. And I think he's got the tools uh, struggled a little bit in the G league with efficiency, but you know, to Jalen Green's point about, Hey, if I'm in college, I'm the number one pick. I, I'm going to be slow to disagree with that because these guys are playing against grown men uh, in a condensed bubble. And I know Kaminga had his issues with efficiency and stuff, but he showed some real shot making, uh, showed the ability to get to the rim as well. So if he's on the board here at seven, uh, that's who I'm going with. Great pick. Oh, the magic are up. And I'm up. I will go with Franz Wagner, a versatile forward, uh, fits well with a lot of – he could fit well with a lot of different teams. And I think he's ready to play. And not only is he ready to play, I think his upside has been undervalued a little bit because he is ready to play. Um, I really like him here. I think he could fit on so many of these teams. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Franz Wagner. And uh, number nine, the Sacramento Kings, they need defense. So it'll be interesting who you go with here. Had a really good draft last year by taking Tyrese Halliburton. I don't know how he slipped that far, but that's a whole other story. But uh, the Kings are up and you're up, Derek. I'm going to take not the greatest defender, and I'm going to take Jalen Johnson from Duke. (laughs) I like Uh, that pick, though, and I'm high on him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are obviously a lot of questions out there about his history with high school teams, AAU teams, um, you know, leaving Duke early. And I never want to project or kind of speak for a kid. Every situation is different. Who knows why he really left? You know, only those really tied into the situation. But again, his talent at that size, you know, six foot eight, I think he weighed maybe 210, great length, can handle the ball, can pull up, can create. You know, at nine, um, you know, there's a potential he could slip farther than this, but that kind of talent level and ceiling, that's who I would select here. I like the pick. I like Jalen Johnson a lot. I would say I'm higher on Jalen Johnson than many. Uh, That's a great pick. New Orleans is up. They definitely need shooting around Zion. They need defense as well. So I'll go with a great shooter and a guy who I think will be a plus defender, Gonzaga's Corey Kispert. Um, I think he he fits well with B.I. and Zion, and they really need to please Zion if they want to keep him in town. I think he'll be a good NBA player, especially, you know, we've seen when teams diverge on him, he might he could have his struggles. I don't think anybody's diverging on him when you have B.I. and Zion in town with them. So I think he's going to get a lot of open shots. And I think he'll be a great fit in New Orleans. As I said, they need defense. And more importantly, they need shooting around Zion. So, yeah, I'm going with Kispert. The Charlotte Hornets are up at number 11. Derek? I'm going to go with Kai Jones from Texas here. I think they could use a big. Um, you know, I don't want to take any kind of guard. The next couple of guys on my board are on ball, you know, creators and guards. I don't want to get in LaMelo's way. I want to give him a rim runner, versatile guy, Kai Jones. Again, I think he's a couple years away from contributing at a high NBA level, but his frame, his movement, I saw Texas live multiple times this year. And again, his feel for the game, he's going to need to work on a little bit, but his instincts are good. He knows how to jump passing lanes and block shots uh, with any kind of physical improvements at his size length. Like you could have a real special player and, you know, the Christian Wood comps are always out there. And I think he could become that kind of player, like can handle the ball, can shoot a little bit. Uh, if I'm Charlotte, I'm all over it. Yep, I like it. The Spurs are up uh, at number 12, and it is my pick. The Spurs have a lot of history with international talent, so I think I'm going to go with Alperin Sengun here. Uh, Turkish player, MVP of the Turkish League. You know, there's a really good track record on guys who play well in a league like Turkey, which is probably the second-best domestic league in the world, um, outside of the NBA, of course. And I just think, you know, 
build around this guy. I think he'll be a good NBA player. There are some questions about his defense, obviously, when we get played off the court. But I think he's one of the best available players, and I'm going to go with Alpern for this one. Uh, you seem surprised by that one, Derek. When you said international player, I he is not the direction I thought you would go. But again, okay. it makes he he he's very San Antonio. <laughs> it makes sense. And to your point exactly, you see a kid 18 years old absolutely dominate a good Turkish league for that many points and rebounds a game. You can't ignore it. Like that's there for a reason. And, and I think he's become a better athlete. If you watch film from the beginning of this season to the end of this season. I think his athleticism has grown immensely. You could tell just the, how quick he gets off the floor. It's different. So, yeah. again, I did not think that's the direction that you were going to go, but I definitely see the pick. Yep. And you might be going with an international guy next, and if you don't, I'll take him right after you. So it's <laughs> your pick. The Pacers are up. And, uh, Derek, who do you have? Yeah, here at the Pacers pick, I'm really honestly stuck between two on-ball guys, and I think I'm going to go with the young one, and I'm going to take Josh Giddy from Australia. Ah. <laughs> His ability to, to create, he just sees the floor so well. And I have big concerns about the defense. I really do, especially on ball, which is where Davion Mitchell is at least a part of that conversation in my mind. His on ball defense is incredible. But again, Giddy's six seven, excellent vision, uh, can pass with either hand, on the move, either direction. Like, doesn't matter. He, he's a great facilitator. And I think long term, if he figures out a shot at that size, he could be really good. With the last pick, I'm up. Uh, the Warriors took a center this year, so I'd like to take a more versatile player. And I don't think they'll actually be drafting at 14, but it is a mock draft. So uh, I think they're going to put a package together. But I could be wrong, but I'll go with Moody. Um, you know, versatile. I think he'll be a 3 and D guy. I think he's NBA ready, and I think I can help them right away. You know what would be an interesting pick for them, and he won't go this high? Chris Duarte. Yeah, Duarte, again. I think right now in our mock, we have Duarte at 17. So like, yeah. we're not that far behind. I think the lottery would be a stretch for him, but right. if they can't, if they can't get Kispert, like I think we have Kispert to them at 14 right now. But again, Duarte is interesting. He can play right now. He can give them the floor spacing that they need right now. And I mean, imagine Steph handling the ball with <laughs> Clay and Duarte spacing on the sides. I mean, how much better can you get there? So uh, I, I agree with you. One on the Moody pick. Great yeah. call. That's exactly where I would have gone. But again, Duarte, while it feels high, especially at 24 years old on draft night, I, I would at least have that discussion because of what he can bring you immediately. Most definitely agree with you on all of that. Uh, Moody is my official pick. And there wraps it up, man. That's the lottery. Derek, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate you. Hope to have you on again soon. And um, where can we find you on social media and everywhere else so we can check out your work? Yeah, of course. Um, on Twitter, it's D Murray MBA. Um, you can follow again Matt Babcock at Matt Babcock Eleven as well, and all of our stuff over at Basketball News. We've got new player profiles on on the page, um, list little reports, stats, some measurements updated from the combine, stuff like that. So yeah, check us out anytime. Um, we'll try to keep the content up and coming for you. And again, appreciate you having me on very much. I always enjoy talking drafts. So thank you. Most definitely, Derek. You're always welcome on the show, and talk soon. Yes, sir. There it is. Thank you for tuning in to Combo's Court Podcast. Big shouts to Derek for joining in on this mock draft. Appreciate you. Combo Nation, punch down on that. Subscribe button if you haven't already. Rate and review the show wherever you listen to Combo's Court. Appreciate you all. Thank you for the continued support. A great way to support this podcast is to share it. Share it on social media. 
Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Share it on your IG stories and tag me at one, two combo on Instagram. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Another great way to support the show is to join in as a Combos Court Patreon member. I'll leave a link in the description for that. Be on the lookout for episode 272. Combo out.